All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we are really excited to talk to you about this word this month. It's a toughie, I gotta say. I'm I'm excited to dig into this one with Dr. Beth. So let's let's jump right into it. My name is Leslie Bolsert, and I'm the creative director for uh, Core Essential Values, and we are a company that provides resources and curriculum for schools and communities and families to use, so that kids can learn how to treat others right and make smart decisions and maximize their potential. It's pretty awesome. And I'm here today with my friend, Dr. Beth. Hey everybody. Um, and Core Essentials is really awesome. I am, I really was reflecting on this. This is totally a sidebar, but I, I really do just love the work that you all do and the work we get to do together to bring great words um, to our young people. So yeah, I'm a psychologist. My name's Dr. Beth Trammell, and I'm also an associate professor of psychology at Indiana University East, where I'm also the director of the Master's in Mental Health Counseling Program. And my focus is to really make words matter for good. And that's why we're friends. And um, yeah, I just, I just know the value of words. And I think we all kind of know the value of words. But I think sometimes we just forget to be intentional, like in every moment, be intentional. And even I forget in every moment, you know, and then those are the moments that I look back and be like, well, dang, I shouldn't have said that. Or I wish I would have said it this way or whatever. So I'm humbled. <laughs> to be here today talking about this word that's for sure excellent well that was a really great segue <laughs> so our word this month it, I, I said it's a tough one and i think it's tough because you and i were talking about this before we started but today we're really going to be talking about planting seeds and getting started in this because man even as an adult this is something that i work toward a lot you know um the word is humility and the way we define it is putting others first by giving up what you think you deserve. So first of all, let's just talk about the concept of humility and being humble. What, what advice do you have for folks on that? Yeah, I think this is really tricky because our really young ones have a really hard time understanding this at all. So, um, you know, our preschoolers, even early elementary, it's just really hard not to just have what I want right now because that's where their brains are. And then as they get older, right, our teens, um, especially teens who have devices and social media and, you know, the incessant need for likes and follows and all of that, that humility is hard because it just feels like we're a culture that goes against this idea mm, without yeah. slipping into like self-degrading comments, right? So it's like a slippery humility is not putting everyone first all the time, letting people walk all over you. It's not making self-hateful comments. And it's also not the other side of that, where it's solely focused on me, 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 me all the time. And it's a, it's a tough balance, I think. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think the word that you gave there that was really key is balance, right? So at some points, we need to put ourselves first, right? There are moments in our lives where we have to consider our own feelings, our own health, um, our own well-being, and we should. There should be no shame in that, right? But there are other moments where we can give up that first place seat and let others have a chance um, to be a little bit more important than us. And I think with adults, that's easy, right? To understand, maybe not to do, because we are in relationships all the time. So we know what it's like to balance in a, a spousal relationship or a parent-child relationship or a friendship where some there is give and take, right? There are moments where you need things and there are moments where you can give things. Um, and a really great relationship has humility on both sides so that people can give and take both, right, as adults. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I was having this conversation in uh, one of my classes when we were talking about what healthy relationships look like. And I'll tell you, Leslie, it's tough because I think models for healthy relationships are hard to come by. Yeah, for sure. And so, you know, when we think about how do we model humility, a lot of humility, even, you know, even as I'm sitting here thinking about this, just as we're talking, how am I modeling humility for my four kids? Humility is often a thing that happens inside of me. It's a thought process. It's, it's me mm. thinking, I yeah. don't deserve this. I should, I should be humble and let other people, you know, take the first step or whatever. But I'm not sure I am modeling in a way that they know that that's what's happening. Yeah. Right? And so how do we be explicit? How do we talk out loud about humility in a way that isn't us just telling our kids they're doing all these things wrong? Right. Because I'm always about like both talking explicitly about it and teaching our kids about it, but also modeling it. And so I think this one's especially hard in that way. So there's like adult relationships that that require humility. But let's talk about specifically with kids and kind of like go through the ages and stages. So I totally agree with you. Our preschool friends, our pre-K friends, this is just not even a thing. But there are seeds that can be planted, right? Like sharing is one thing that we talk a lot to young kids about that really is an example of humility, of not always having the toy or not always picking what's for dinner or not always going first. Yeah, I mean, sharing is a huge part of this, but also it's managing our frustration and our emotion when we have to do this, you know? So it's, um, we think humility is this word that like, always feels good and it's always easy and it's like oh yes let me do this in a loving way and so i think some of it's also preparing our kids especially our little ones that like i know it's hard to wait sometimes i know it's hard to share sometimes and it's frustrating and so i think it's also having some conversation with our little ones that it may not always feel like it's exactly what you want to have happen right now and that is humility. Humility doesn't always feel as altruistic as we make it out to be, you know, like sometimes it really is hard to like feel like we're working hard. Even even our three year olds are working hard to share and I don't get what I think I deserve. That doesn't feel right. <laughs> no, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. So, and then as we move a little bit older, like at the elementary level, I think a, a phrase that I hear a lot of times with elementary kids is you get what you get and you don't throw a fit or some, Oh, it's so good. Some version of that phrase, right? Little rhyming phrase. And I think in my mind, that's a little bit of what we're talking about here with humility with elementary kids is the idea that it doesn't always have to be exactly the way you pictured it or what you want for it still to be okay. And humility is recognizing that you don't, it's not always the way you picture it in your mind. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important for us to, to realize that this is hard and your kids are not going to get it right. And that doesn't mean your kid is a sociopath. You know, it doesn't mean that your kid <laughs> is a total jerk, you know, right. that they have a hard time with this. Like we grownups have a hard time being humble you know, showing humility when we see, a, you know, a coworker of ours who is 
praised for something that we feel like we did equally as well, or we worked as hard, and then we're kind of irritated. Like, let's kind of take a hard look at this word humility. And I'm me, I'm looking right back at myself yeah. in the mirror <laughs> with this word. So just know that it's tough, right? I think that that's an important thing for us parents to remember is that this concept, especially, they're not going to be good at it and it doesn't make them a bad kid. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. So as we move on from elementary, where it's really just about um, understanding that you don't always get your way. I think when we get to high school, adolescent kids and high school kids, this really shows itself a lack of humility sometimes shows itself in a word we throw around a lot, which is entitlement. That young people, teenagers feel entitled to things that maybe um, aren't just automatically theirs. So talk to me a little bit about humility and entitlement at that age. Yeah. So the bad news is teens are kind of in a developmental stage of egocentrism, meaning their brains and their development are very self-focused. And so we see teenagers in this stage of development where, you know, we have to just keep training it out of them. Their tendency is going to be center, self-centered focus. And we just have to keep reminding them about why they have to see beyond that. And so I think entitlement tends to be how we approach this, this stage of development. And because we also live in a world where none of us are great at postponing gratification, right? So that idea of instant gratification, I want what I want right now when I want it. I think we're all in a world where we live that way, right? I, if I want to know something about something, I grab my phone immediately and I look it up. I don't wait to be like, oh, I want to learn about that later. I'm like, I want to do it right now. So I think all of us are in this place of kind of wanting things the way we want it right now. And I think entitlement comes in to say, I have earned this. I deserve it. I should have it because I did X, Y, or Z. And so I think as parents, we can continue to honor this stage of development while also repeating our parenting philosophy around how do you get to earning certain privileges? What privileges are yours just because you are in a space of privilege? you're in the majority subculture in some way that those things are kind of just handed to you, whether you work or you don't. So I think as parents, we just have to, to stay focused on how do I every day continue to remind my child of the ways that they earn the privileges that they have in front of them, or they don't have to earn them. And how do we use them for good? Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of months we go back to gratitude we talk about that a lot. And I think gratitude is wrapped up in humility as well, right? So sometimes it is about um, recognizing what you've been given and then just being grateful for it, being grateful for the person or the people who who made that possible for you, right? So I think a lot of times when we watch athletes maybe be interviewed after games or whatever, you can always tell a lot about their character when they say things like, oh, you know, this credit goes to my team or this person who made that great pass or, you know, my coach who taught me this or whatever. That's a great example of being humble, of showing humility is to be able to recognize when others have contributed to the success that you've been able to have. I love that example. And I was thinking about that too, as I was preparing for this conversation that 
you know, humility is kind of a word that may be best pointed out when you see it, right? So like in the example of the athlete or anything that they can see on TV or videos or, you know, any of those things, anytime you can see it in their spaces and then pointing it out, like, wow, that was, they were really humble. What a great way to approach it. You know, I think, I think that's great. What a great example. Yeah. I think there are also examples of, you know, award shows, you know, winning at the Oscars or whatever. And, and we've seen those speeches that are sort of iconic where people have done a really great job of acknowledging um, those who've helped them get where they are. And I think those are really great examples of humility, not just for kids, honestly, for me too. When I watch other adults do a really great job of sharing the, you know, the accolades that they've gotten and being humble about where they, how they got where they are. I think it's a really great example for me as an adult as well. Any final words you have on humility as we close out this month? You know, I don't, I don't really know. I think um, we've kind of mentioned already, but just to reinforce that this, the, this word this month is really about just continuing to plant seeds, knowing we as grownups are on a lifelong journey of sort of continuing in humility and our kids are not great at it. They just are you know, we're in a culture where we're just not great at it. And so they're surrounded by it and their development keeps them in this state of needing to practice this a lot. So I think having a lot of patience with your child and um, just continuing to plant seeds without feeling like, man, my kid is really entitled or my kid is really struggling. You know, we're all really struggling. So just continue to plant the seeds and, and continue to stay the course by, by planting those seeds of humility when you can. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And then, you know, on the flip side, acknowledging the need to look toward oneself or be quote unquote selfish uh, when it's necessary to take care of oneself and acknowledging that as a positive, not always a negative as well. Um, I think we get a little like pendulum swingy as a society where we think it has to be one thing or the other thing. Two things can't exist at the same time. Um, But I really fundamentally disagree with that. I think lots of things can exist at the same time. And I think being humble and taking care of yourself can totally coexist. And they we should totally teach- can happen. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they must right. happen. Right. Yeah. To be healthy and balanced, they must happen. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, they must happen. Yeah. Well, hey, I really appreciate this conversation. I think this was, um, you know, just a good sort of refocusing and resetting for me as well. Um, so I hope some parents have have gained some some wisdom about this topic. If people want to know more about you and what you do, how could they find you? Yeah, so uh, my website is makewordsmatterforgood.com. And I also have two podcasts of my own. One is called Kids These Days Need Us to Make Words Matter for Good. And the other is called Things You Learn in Therapy. So I would love to have any um, additional listeners or folks want to reach out and uh, share any feedback. I uh, would love to hear from folks that way too. And if you want to know more about Core Essentials, you can find us on social media at CE Values. And you can check out our website, coreessentials.org, and reach out to us. Um, Our email address is info at coreessentials.org, and we love to hear from folks. So feel free to reach out to us whenever you get the urge, and we will humbly respond to your requests. That's right. In all humility. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Thanks again, Dr. Beth, and we'll talk to everybody again next month. All right. See ya.